It's time for your weekly dental evolution session of fun and educational information for dental professionals. Dr. Tony Sirachi from Momentum Management and Emmanuel Recupero from Dental ED are proud to present dental education to you in their unique blend of casual conversation. It's high in energy and high in value. And now, over to our hosts. Welcome to Dental Evolution. Our last session in this series, session eight, bringing it all together. Now, thank you for joining us through this journey. Tonight, we're bringing it all together. All the information that we've gone through and how to condense it all into one action plan and then topping it up with going through the financial arrangements, the sequence on how you ask the patients to pay for the services and how to do it properly. And so that's what we're going to tackle tonight. We want to encourage everyone to communicate with us and feel confident that they can get their voice out and they're learning at the same pace as everybody else. Perhaps some more than others, but generally we want to be non-threatening in this environment. Absolutely. We want, we're both passionate about dentistry as you, and we're passionate about helping you do the type of dentistry that you are really good at and that you've been trained in. And we want to help you get your cases across the line, learn how to communicate, learn to be more confident. That's what this whole eight weeks was all about, was case presentation, treatment planning, and confidence. So mm. building your confidence is such a huge part of being successful in dentistry. It really is. It's something that we can't just be good at clinical dentistry. We've got to show our confidence to our patients so that they believe in us and they want to work with us. Don't you think, Emmanuel? Totally agree. I think that clinical skill set is not enough. I think that communication is very important, but overall confidence is really, there's a lot to be said about that. I think we can tackle that subject at the end of the night. Yeah, I agree. And I really do want to expand on it because I think we've got so many years of experience to talk about this subject. And I think it really does hinge on the success of a dentist is is really the confidence. It's really the core of the issue for many dentists out there. Totally agree. Totally agree. And we'll talk about this more at the end. And I'd really love to share with you my journey Mm. as to how I've grown as a clinician. And I haven't always been confident like this. I know Emmanuel doesn't believe me, but. I've got to put my jacket to be confident. (laughs) Naked without my jacket. And some people, some dentists feel naked without clinical training. I get it. I get it. I totally get it. I, I certainly have had my issues with confidence in the past right? and I still have issues with confidence too. So that's not something that I will shy away from. I think it's human nature and so do I, believe it or not. I am also having experiences of not being confident, but there are, it's important to understand it, that we recognize it and where it, when it happens. And how to deal with it. It can be very challenging, I must say, in a clinical practice mm. with patients, multiple patients coming in, staff in the business and how to manage it. It's very difficult. Totally agree. We're going to talk totally about agree. it a little bit tonight at the end of the presentation. We so. will. Fantastic. And I can see that there's lots of people putting in those beautiful ones for us. So thank you so much for letting us know that you are online live with us. Really appreciate it. Well, let's get into wrapping this whole thing up. Right. By the way, just to mention that if you log in and press number, type in one, 
to let us know. What's the one again? The one means they're online. Okay, they're, they're yeah, they're watching it live. Yeah. You'll get CPD points for tonight. So yep. if you're from Australia and New Zealand, you will receive CPD points. Now, to how to receive it is that you've got to go to the Dental Ed website. It's www.dentaledglobal.com. If you've got an account, not to worry about it. It'll be taken care of because we'll see your name. But if you don't have an account on the website, register your name and your details. And then that's it. Just leave it at that and you'll get your certificate emailed. But remember, it's only for those people who are live on in the session tomorrow who will receive CPD points as well as being from Australia and New Zealand. And you need to put that number one in now. And at the end of the session, we need a little comment to know that you've stayed with us the whole session as well. Okay. We've got to, we're going to have a couple of rules here. All right. Let's move on, Emmanuel. I'm excited. Okay. Okay. So guys, you've seen this slide before, but I just wanted to take you back and just go through what we've spoken about over these last seven weeks. And just to bring it all together, so put it all together for you so that you see the whole big picture. So there are six steps to make your comprehensive examination and consultation successful. So let's go through each step and just give you some little points to each one so that you know where you're at. So first of all, we need to be prepared. So we need to have somebody on the phone who's answering the phone really well. They get great information about the patient, then we need to welcome the patient really well. We need to choreograph, remember Emmanuel, when we did that role play, I met you in the patient lounge and then I, I greeted you and I took you to the clinical area. We need to make sure that we have choreographed all of that. And all of this is about making the patient feel special. So we want to make sure that we're giving them that five-star service or seven-star service, if, if that's what you like to call it and make that patient get a wow. So something that they've never had before. Correct. All right. Then what we, the next step was that we went through the preclinical interview. So instead of just asking a couple of quick questions and how can I help you? And when was the last time you went to the dentist? We actually got deeper in our questioning techniques. We used open-ended questions. We then actively listen. So we learned how to active listen to the patient and active listening helped us get more information from the patient and it helped the patient feel listened to and understood. Correct. Then we learned how to ask deeper questions. And what we were trying to work out from this preclinical interview was that we wanted to try and determine the patient's motivators, their concerns, and also work out what their disc behavioral type was as well, if we could. So that was really important. If anything, in this whole process, I believe step two is the most important part. I totally agree. And the preclinical interviewer, what I learned from that is that you really do need to tap into the patient's mindset before you can actually get into the clinical diagnosis. Totally. And I felt that a lot of dentists don't do that. I think you're absolutely right. I think that's the success hinges is really understanding the mindset of the patient. And I thought that presentation did very well. So for those that probably aren't following this, maybe these are the topics that we did cover from this number one was session one, two was session two. And so these are all the sessions that we did cover it. So if you want to learn any of these steps, also go, go back to the presentations. We've got them here online for you while they're up. Um, so 
do enjoy them while they're up. They may not be up forever. So go through, learn these with your staff as well. Definitely. It's very important that the whole team is involved in this process, mm. not just the dentist. This is not a dentist issue alone. This is the whole practice is, has to be involved. Totally. Emmanuel, I totally believe that you're nothing without your team. You need the support of your team. You can't mm. do all of this on your own. I, I know I've had a lot of people contact me and say that they're using the recordings in team meetings. Correct. And they're going through things and everybody's getting on the same page and they're, or they're creating a watch party. You yeah. can create a watch party on Facebook and they're all watching it at the same time. And so people have been really creative with this and I think it's been sensational. So the preclinical interview, as I've said, this is where the gold happens. This is where you really need to work. And if you get that right and you build a solid relationship with the patient, the rest comes fairly simply and easily. Okay. So it's all set up right from the preparation of the patient on the first phone call as well. So that's where your team comes in as well. Absolutely. So we're finding out who the patient is and what they want in the preclinical interview, but we're working out what their emotional motivators are. And if you remember, people don't buy what they don't want. They buy what they want. They don't buy necessarily what they need mm. is what I'm mean interested in. So we could bang on all day about you need this and we could give them all the logic in the world, but if they don't want it, if there's no emotional connection to it, they're probably going to say no. Absolutely. And, and this is a very important point to reiterate, as I did last time, that there are two types of dentistry. There, are, there is a type of dentistry that's more urgent, more pain, mm -hmm. pain, pain. And people want to get out of pain. And so their motivation is totally different. That is to get out of pain immediately. So then we'll listen to whatever you have to say to them to get them out of pain. And then there's a different type of dentistry, which is a more aesthetic type of dentistry. They're the patients that are in emotion, that are in emotional pain. So they don't have a level of urgency. So you need to be able to communicate with them and understand them on a different level, completely, it's a completely different dentistry. Please understand that dentistry is not the same. There is the physical pain of dentistry and the emotional pain of dentistry. And so they're totally different in their approaches. hundred yeah, percent agree. And I love that you've said there's different approaches. There's different approaches to the patient's pain. There's also different approaches that you need to take with different patients and also with the sizes of the cases that you're going to present as well. So there's it comes and starts. so, much to, so learn. much to think about. And especially if you're a recent grad and you know, you're, you're learning still to get your blocks right, or you're right. learning how to get that matrix band on a really sub gingival cavity and all struggling with that. And then you find it difficult to work on all of this as well. But it does come easier with practice. So it's very important that don't give up, keep trying and keep role-playing and practicing and you will get there. So the preclinical interview, just going back to it, one last thing is whenever I go into practices and believe me, I go into practices and manual, I don't know to do this, but I go in and people who really want to improve, they ask me to come in and I sit in the consultation in the, in the comprehensive examination appointment, the dentist, and I give them feedback, obviously not in front of the patient, but I type notes and I give them feedback directly after the appointment. And what I really find is that people are not asking those deeper questions. They're not finding out what the patient feels. And it's that those emotions and those feelings that are so important. So that's always my comment 
is I, ask more deeper questions. I think dentists are too preoccupied looking at their teeth. That's the problem. I think that the first thing that patient, the dentists see and start looking at is patient's teeth. And when you're dealing with patients who don't have physical pain, you should start to raise your eyes a little bit higher, that mm -hmm. mindset, up and start looking up here up first. Here. Absolutely. Starting to understand them emotionally first before you even go into the teeth. And that's the pro well, that was part of the preclinical interview. Yeah. It was a big process in that. Definitely. So we spent a couple of sessions yeah. on the preclinical interview because it's so important. So now we've spoken, we've prepared the patient, we welcomed them warmly, we've given them a wow, we've done our preclinical interview. Only now do we go in and do our clinical examination. And I had a lot of feedback from people saying how thorough my clinical examination is. They've got the template and they were having a look at how we go through everything systematically and how it's so important when you go through the clinical examination that the patient is there and the patient discovers while you are doing your examination. So we inform the patient about what's healthy before we perform the part of the clinical examination. And we get patient in effect really to be diagnosing themselves or at least having an idea about the treatment that is necessary before we even have to say it. And that is just such a special technique. If you haven't watched that one, that was the very first session. So please go back and have a look at the clinical examination. Then after the clinical examination, we taught you how to treatment plan. Now, I didn't teach you how to clinically treatment plan because I believe that there's plenty of courses out there where you can learn how to clinically treatment plan. This is about preparing for your communication with the patient. And I don't know why people don't prepare. It just, for me, poor, what's the saying? Poor preparation produces poor results. Poor <laughs> results. Not allowed to swim. Okay. Um, you know, and it's so true. If we're, if we're not prepared, we're not necessarily going to get the results that we want. So the treatment planning was all about writing out what the treatment plan is. It's called treatment plan, but writing out how you're going to tackle the potential objections from the patient, how you're going to present a benefit and procedure statement to the patient, or how you're going to help that patient say yes to the treatment that they really need. Correct. Yeah. So I'm going to wrap it up tonight quite briefly with the consultation and how we're going to present the treatment to the patient once the patient has come back. Let's say, so this is for a larger case, not a small case. You probably would have presented that on the day that they came in, but this one's for a bit of a larger case. And then we're going to talk about financial arrangements and how to get that patient to say yes to treatment. So let's, maybe Emmanuel, let's show it, please. As you can see, I'm trying to fund all right fumble around here with the Facebook trading us live so that we can see questions. I'm struggling a little bit, but that's okay. You can continue on. Beautiful. Sorry. So please guys, butt in, send us your questions. We can see your questions. If you do pop them up, we do want to see your questions. We want to help you. We want to help you evolve. Isn't that right? Absolutely. Gentle yeah. evolution. That's correct. Okay. So let's have a look at this. Now, as I've said plenty of times, but I, it's so important. I want to reiterate it. You need things. You need to be prepared for your consultation. So ideally, you need to have in-depth clinical notes where the DA has been taking notes and taking down in the patient's words in quotation marks so that you can come back to the patient and you could say something like this. Emmanuel, remember when you told me that you are not confident to smile in 
in your group of friends. So they're the sorts of things that we need to bring the patient back into. Okay. They need to start remembering those things. And what would I do? I'd be totally surprised that you could remember. Well, it makes you feel like I really care and I took notice, doesn't it? Absolutely. So we need those clinical notes with that sort of detail in them. Then we need the clinical treatment plan. Obviously, we need the clinical treatment plan. But how I want you to organize your clinical treatment plan is that you've got the optimal plan. Then I suggest that you also break that plan down into phases and stages. So if the patient can't say yes to the optimal treatment plan, then at least it could be phased or staged. And I'll go into that a bit more in a moment. And you must know the prices. So when you are presenting to that patient, you actually need to tell them the price. And a little trick is to always quote a little bit higher. And then when they get out the front and your FRAFIS coordinator gives them the final treatment plan, it's a little bit less. They feel like they've had a little bit of a win as well. Okay. So it's just a little, just a little trick. Why don't you expand on that a little bit more later on? Because I find it's a little, it's interesting psychology, psychological. All about the psychology and the mindset as you manual. Okay. You need to have your radiographic images, your photographs, study models. Not enough people take study models. Like they are the best to hand to a patient so they can see how their teeth are occluding together and printed information. You need to give your patient information as well. So what I have is I have an area on my desk where my days, they will prepare me for my consultation. And they will get everything all printed out. So my radiographic images, my photographs, my treatment plan, my charting, everything's all printed out. And it's all sitting there ready to go so that when I've got the consultation with the patient, I just pick it up and go and have my conversation with them. Someone's pointed out something quite important. What's that? We didn't put the slides up. You didn't put the slides up. I didn't put the slides up. Sorry. I saw your message. Thank you. Thank you. Now the slides are up there. We were presenting without slides. So do apologize. Hang on, let me get it all right. Tony, you can see the slides from the screen, but I'll be putting them up. Sorry, I do apologize. I was so preoccupied by the actual Facebook that I uh, didn't have the slides running. It's all good. You haven't missed out. You haven't haven't missed missed out on anything. We read everything anyway. And you'll get these given to you anyway. So you're such such high C profile dentist. There you go. I haven't Slides uploaded the slides to the page yet, because I just created them tonight. Okay. <laughs> so really important that you are creating a communication plan for the patient. And I believe that if you have brought a patient back for a consultation, I think that you should have with you, ideally, your front office coordinator in the session with you so that they are understanding everything that was discussed with that patient. So rather than you taking the patient to the front, then having to explain everything to the front office coordinator, it just makes so much more sense and it's so much more professional if the front office coordinator's in the room with you. Now, I know that some of you will probably be saying, oh, I can't do that and it's too busy and all these sorts of things. Guys, if you really want to improve, these are the sorts of things that you need to be looking at. Next slide, please, Emmanuel. All right. Okay, so here's my step-by-step guide to a consultation and having a successful consultation. So first of all, you need to welcome the patient back. This is your introductory statement. And you need to thank them for taking the time out of their busy day to come back and see you to receive the treatment plan and restate 
the patient's complaint in their own words. Just like I said to Emmanuel, Emmanuel, you came to see me because you were concerned about smiling when you're in a group with your friends. And that's something that I want to address straight away. Mm -hmm. So the manual notes, I'm not bending around the bush. I'm just getting straight to it. And that's what, that's what he came for. So that's what we want to talk about first. Then I want to talk to Emmanuel about his motivators and concerns. And I might be saying something like, so Emmanuel, I know after we had our discussion, I understand that it's really important for you to keep your teeth. That's mm. something that you really want to do. But you're also a little bit concerned about how much treatment might cost. But the main thing is that you'd really like to feel more confident and happy with your smile. Is that correct, Emmanuel? Absolutely. Beautiful. So can you see, I'm just bringing him straight back to the point where we left off. He just yanked at my emotions. Oh. I felt bad and she was correct. That's how I felt. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you for reiterating and bringing it to life. No problems. No problems. Now, guys, I've written this step by step for you in the slides. And then it says, state the purpose of the consultation. So I'm actually just going to say to you, so Emmanuel, I've spent quite a bit of time looking at all of your records and trying to work a really good plan for you to help you achieve that confidence that you're really looking for. So I'm going to go through it step by step with you and I want you to feel comfortable to ask me questions at any time, okay? So you can interrupt me, stop me at any time. Or if you want to write something down at any stage, here's a pad and paper, please write it down. Often it's good to have things in your own words mm. so that later on when you go home and you're thinking, what did she mean by that? You've got it written down. So make sure that you take some notes as well if you're okay. interested. Now, I would particularly do that if Emmanuel was a C patient because he needs to write down and he wants that detail. Now, a D wouldn't want that okay no. the d just wants to be told this is the best treatment okay yeah. and i wants you to show them pictures so they're very visual and they're going to want to see all of the pictures and things and an s is somewhere <clears throat> in the middle of the i and the c okay so you just need to go steady and slow with them point two says we're going to summarize really emmanuel what i've heard from you is that you you want a better smile that this is something that you think will really help change your life and your outlook and, but you also want me to make sure that I keep into consideration that you want to keep your teeth, your natural teeth for the rest of your life and that you've got budget to stick to as well. Correct. Okay. Is that yeah. right? Is there anything else you'd like to add at that stage? I'm, I do want to make sure that they, you know, my restoration is going to look natural. And Okay. Okay. Great. Absolutely. So there's, there, that's really interesting that you shared that with me. Fantastic. Now. I'm making a mental note of that, guys. And when I present the optimal treatment, I'm now going to be telling Emmanuel, if you really want that natural look, this is the way to go. Because using his words. Okay. Excellent. All right. Point three. Now I'm going to sit him in front of the computer and some people create a PowerPoint slideshow or some people have everything up on the screen. I actually show them everything on the screen, but I have the folder in front of me open with everything printed out. And I actually like to physically circle things on the paper. I show them on the screen. I circle it on the paper and I write my notes like on the OPG and I show them this is what we want to work on first. And this is what we need to do here. And then they've got this whole sketch of what's going on with that they printed out. And I know that they really like that. And then I'm going to come back to things it says here on the slide. Emmanuel, do you remember when you told me there's a little dark shadow on that tooth when you smile really wide? Let's have a look at this x-ray. And what I can show you here is there's a great big silver filling 
Can you see this on the OPG, have that big white area? That's a great big silver filling. And there's actually some cracks in that tooth as well. That's mm. something that we really need to strengthen and protect. And in strengthening and protecting, it's also going to look a lot better as mm. well. And I know you just told me, but looking natural is really important to you as well. It is, yes. Yeah. See how I'm tying it all together? I feel very connected to what you're doing. I'm analyzing this whole perspective from a patient. Sorry, I'm analyzing this from a total patient's perspective. And I can remove myself from the clinical part of it because I'm not a dentist. So it's working for me. I can feel the connection. I can feel that we're, what I feel is that we're approaching this as a team, really, that you're, it's nice. you're on the team with me and I'm on the team with you and we're, we're, we're looking after my teeth together. I feel that connection. And that's so important as well as everyone out there will know is that we actually need to get the patient to own their problems. Absolutely. It's the patient's problem. It's not your problem mm. that, they, that you need to fix. It's actually their problem that you're providing solutions for. So that's something that I love that you're feeling that way. That's mm. fabulous. Fabulous. Next slide, please. Sure. So we've done three steps in that consultation. Then this is when we present the treatment plan. Okay. So we're going to use a benefit and procedure statement. So, you know, something like a manual so that we can get that beautiful, natural looking, confident smile for you. I believe we're going to get the best results if we follow this treatment plan. Then I'm going to show him the whole treatment plan. And yeah, he's going to say, so how much to is that? Hands, please. Spot on, he's going to say that. And I'm going to be ready for it. And I'm probably going to say something like, we're going to do veneers. Yeah. yeah. So I'm probably going to say something like $15,000. Mm. See what he's just done then. Okay. Okay. Emmanuel, so you understand that's the ultimate treatment plan and that's where we're going to get the best results. What questions do you have? Is there a cheaper alternative? So active listening now. So I'm hearing Emmanuel that you're concerned about how much money it costs. Yeah, I am a little. It's a, it's, I didn't expect it to be so much. Sure. And Emmanuel, I totally understand how you feel. And sometimes other patients have felt the same way when they wanted to have that completely natural look and, and they want to have it all done in one go. It's not a cheap process. I totally agree with you. But look, Emmanuel, if there were a way that we could fit this treatment into your budget, is that something that you'd be interested in investigating? Yes, I do want the results. I am looking for those results. So yeah, I would consider it if it could fit into my budget. Okay, fantastic. Mm. Thank you so much for being so open and honest, Emmanuel. That's really important so that we can work together really well. Okay. And then what I would do is, as it says here, I quote, we've quoted the fee and we're going to talk about the time necessary for him to book in. But then I'm probably at this stage going to pass him on to my front office coordinator who could talk about payment plans at this stage. And I would go there first because I believe in presenting the optimal treatment and really I'm going to tell you, I don't like to compromise. I don't want to give him composite veneers. I actually want to give him porcelain veneers because that's going to be the best option for him. And so I, if he can afford the porcelain veneers, then I'm happy to present that to him and we try and work out a payment plan. If he, after we've spoken about the payment plan, if he says, oh no, I really want to know something else, then I'm going to go through and I'm going to then talk about maybe composites, but oh, I didn't get the right result with composites. 
I think you should stick to what you feel is good for me and don't compromise. But obviously, if you're not confident and that I might not respond to it, you probably may go for the compromising services that I may require, that may, that you think you get away. Totally, totally. So I see, I see so many people who will then retract as soon as somebody says, oh, it's too expensive. They'll then retract and say, yeah, look, we can do composite veneers for you. And then they'll do a mock-up with composite veneers and they'll talk the patient into having them because they're cheaper. But you know what? He's got high aesthetic concerns. He's a DI. Is he really going to be happy in the long run with composites? I'm not 100% sure. Not 100% mm-hmm. sure. Let's keep moving on because sure. I want to go through the rest of this process. And I've got a slide a little bit later on that will tie it all together and make this, make you, help you understand this a little bit more. Let's just say he was happy to go ahead with looking at the financial options. And so I'm going to say to him something like, so Emmanuel, if Emily out the front can organize those financial arrangements for you, when would you like to get started? Oh, probably next week. Okay, great. Fantastic. So all of this is telling me he's absolutely clinically wants to do it. Yes. He's giving me all those signs. So it's really about us making it affordable for him with the financial arrangements. Then I'm going to give him my folder with all of my stuff written down. I don't like to give them a treatment plan with item numbers. I prefer to take the item numbers off because I believe that giving them a treatment plan with item numbers is like giving them a shopping list. You know what I'd probably do if I received a list of item numbers? I would probably, especially if the price is fairly expensive and I haven't walked away totally convinced about it and I had questions about it, I'd probably go and price shop. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if I feel that dentistry is all the same. And most patients do. Most patients have not been set up correctly to understand what they're getting from their dentist. And so they feel that dentistry is all the same. They can't tell the difference. So what they would, what they can tell the difference is price. And that's what they'll do straight away is price shop. And look, a lot of the software that we use in practices, we can actually just remove the item numbers. And I have found that's been really successful. And I know, okay, so I'm going to handle some objections here that I'm hearing say, but what if they want to find out how much their health insurance will pay? Great. You give them a quote in your practice. Don't let them go and ring the health insurance company because you know what the health insurance companies, you start quoting some item numbers to the health insurance company and they say, oh, you go to such an expensive dentist. Why don't you go to one of ours? And you lose that patient. And they do that. Absolutely. They they do do that. that. We know for a fact that they do that. Totally. So we've got to be really careful here and be smart as well. We're absolutely going to give them a quote with how much it's going to be. We're going to swipe their card through high caps and find out what an estimate of their benefit is going to be. And where if we can't swipe their card, because I'm hearing some of you saying, but you can't swipe all funds. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We're going to ring for them. I've seen somebody has just said, what if they want to ring their health fund? We ring for them. Okay, rather than we would give them a benefit, we'll say so. My girls at the front would say, and then you're so that we can save you time. We know what we're talking about with the item numbers. How about we call your health fund for you? Mm. We just need to get get you to give your permission for them to talk to us and we'll find out what the rebate will be. Don't know if it applies to everyone in every country, but in Australia in particular, and perhaps in New Zealand, this is very important. What we're talking about here is a real issue. Yeah, absolutely. No, we actually don't want them to ring their health insurance company. 
because we know now that health insurance companies are persuading our patients to go to their preferred provider clinics. Look, these are very interesting topics that we're covering. We can't cover all of these issues tonight. Health funds and losing patients to health insurance and other health providers is a very big topic. Absolutely. And I think that this is something that we can discuss in the later sessions and share some of this pain with you, as well as some really good solutions. It's a real problem, I know, but we will address it in due course. Yeah. So they are my foundation steps to a successful consultation. Emmanuel, can you pop the next slide up for me, sure. please? Because I want to explain the consultation pathway. And this is something that, so I'm coming from the perspective that I want the patient to have the optimal treatment plan. Okay, so I'm, I know that, yes, we can absolutely give options and let's say we're doing a, a full mouth rehab and we suggest that they have ceramics with all of their full mouth rehab. Yeah, we can absolutely provide that in composite as well, but I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I'd rather do the ceramics. I get better results with the ceramics. So I would rather the patient stage and phase their treatment and have ceramics rather than them compromise their, tra their treatment and have it done in, in composite. Mm. Now, there's going to be some of you out there that are composite freaks and you don't agree with me, and that's fine. That's absolutely fine. I used to be a composite freak, okay? I used to work for Jeff Knight. And hi, Jeff, if you're online, love you dearly. He taught me everything about composites. And so I was composite queen for about five years. And I learned so much about the pros and the cons of composite that I've, I've moved on. For me, it's about ceramics now and about really recreating the best results of the patient. But let's have a look at this. What I suggest is, first of all, that you present the ideal treatment. Emmanuel, there's a couple of arrows here. If you sure. can just click as you go along. I so you present the ideal treatment. And ideally, if you have done your job properly, okay, if you got to know them really well and you've built a great relationship in your preclinical review, then... They're going to say yes, and they make an appointment. Fantastic. So that's the path of least resistance. Mm -hmm. But we all know that doesn't always happen. Okay, so let's go with the no. So the patient says, no, I can't afford that. Next arrow for me, please. Then we're going to handle the objection. Now, remember, I took you through objection handling in session no, four, maybe five. five. Yeah. Okay, handling the objection. And ideally, if we handle that objection properly and we use financial options and payment plans, if it really is a financial objection, then next arrow, Sorry. they'll say yes, and they make an appointment. So that's the second pathway. Now That's the ideal pathway. No, we don't want the objection. Of course not. But if you handle the objection, that handle, is the uh, absolutely. But look, what about if you handle the objection and they still say no? Yeah. So for me... I would then represent to the patient in phases. So let's, we're talking about a full mouth rehab here. So I'm, instead of saying doing it all at once, it's going to cost you $60,000. I would maybe say, can we get that done in quadrants? Mm. Can we work it out and work out a way that will fit in with the patient? Mm. Now, if we represent it in phases to them and they say yes, and they make an appointment, <laughs> yay. Or they're going to say no. And then I believe I'm going to suggest then single units or two units at a time once every year or something like that. It's not ideal. And I'll be telling them that I don't think it's the ideal treatment, but if that's the only way that they can still get the ideal treatment in the long run, mm. I'd rather do that than compromise my treatment plan. Now I will be isolating people here. 
I know I will, but you know what? I'm confident. I am confident that I can produce the best result with my treatment plan, my optimal treatment plan. And I want my patient to have the optimal treatment, Mm. the treatment that I would want to give to my friends and my family. So I actually don't don't compromise. I think deep down below that, I think you're confident that you will be able to communicate that very nicely. Totally, totally. So I think that we get ourselves tied in knots about this whole financial thing when we're not confident. Exactly. Yeah. Not confident how to handle the objection, not confident how to get, how to communicate it really well with a patient to make them say yes to the necessary treatment that they do need. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And we're talking about necessary treatment that they do need, but they don't know that they need it because we haven't done a really good job in making them understand the importance of yeah, that's it, isn't it? Key. Mm-hmm. So let's just say though we presented single units or two units at a time of Crown and Bridge, and they still say no. You know what? I don't push them. Don't push them. Let them go and ask them for permission to be followed up in a few weeks' time. This is there's nothing worse than a pushy salesperson, and you don't want to do this anyway. None of you like doing this. Let it go. And ask them if they need more information. What do they need to help them make a decision? All those sorts of things. So I think this consultation pathway is a really good piece of information to help you get those cases across the line. I think there's an important point here that someone's just raised. And I think we can address this question. Something along the lines of what happens if you've passed over the patient to the treatment coordinator, the front desk, and there was a $16,000 treatment. And once they got there, they said, no, they're not interested in doing it. Yeah. So. I'm pretty confident that they're going to be, that we're going to be able to help them fit it in to their budget. So that's what I said is we're going to have those discussions about, so what is your budget and how, and watch the next slide. And I'm going to, I'm going to show you that in a moment too, I think, which I think, will help. I think Tony, the question is, what does the front desk do when they come to that situation? I don't think this situation should have occurred in the first place. Mm. I think that's where the issue is. I think that this discussion should have started. Totally agree with you. And prepared and got the yes first before they actually yeah. went to the front desk. I got the clinical yes yeah. before I send them off. So clinically, they're saying yes. They must be clinically closed. I'm going to use a sales team because I'm not afraid of using a sales team. They need to be clinically closed. You cannot let your front office coordinator close the deal for you. They just need to organize the financial arrangements. But I think that's a great question. So thank you for asking that question. I think there was another one here. Someone else was asking, oh, somebody said definitely phasing the treatment plan works. Absolutely it does. And I remember I've already presented, I've already prepared my case with the phasing there. So if we did get out the front and the patient then went $15,000 nut, then my front office coordinator has already got the phased plan as well. And so they can just go into that. Now, my front office coordinator has been in the whole consultation with me. So they understand everything as well. So they, I wouldn't let them take the patient to the front desk. They need to go to a private area yeah. to discuss. And you mentioned, I, I don't think it's quite right also to discuss this kind of financial situation in a waiting room at the front desk with other patients, certainly if I'm a patient and I started talking to you, do that. I, I wouldn't be feeling very comfortable at all. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I'd say probably, look, I'd try to be shy to, to engage in the conversation and want to get out of there as quick as possible. Totally. And 
I believe that if you don't have somewhere private to so your front office coordinator to take no, no. your patient, then finish the conversation in the in surgery. Don't you can walk away if you want if you want to leave them in your front of uh, front office coordinator's very capable hands, and that's how I would say, Emmanuel, I'm going to leave you in Emily's very capable hands. She's expert at helping patients get the dentistry that they want and fitting it into their budget. Mm. So I know she'll be able to work something out for you. And what I'd be expecting from that comment is that's true. Yeah. And if I feel in the conversation, especially a deep profile person that can't deliver exactly what the dentist just told me, I lose trust and probably just would revert back into my mindset saying, I don't think I'm going to go ahead. Yep. Yep. Correct. So, okay. It's very com it can be complex. It's just about being totally prepared in every step along the way. This is what Agreed. it's all about. It's been definitely preparation. And you know what? It's communication. Dentists are so good at preparing clinically. They do yeah. all the study. They do all the research. They get all the best materials, but they just fall down in preparing for their communication. And that's what I'm passionate about. That's what I want to make a difference with all of you guys is that we want to help you evolve and we want to help you grow and learn to do things differently and get better results for your patients because that's bottom line. That's who we're here for is that we want to help our patients. Yeah. Okay. So I hope you like that little slide and I hope it helps step you through things a little easier. Next slide, please, Emmanuel. Okay. The financial arrangements we've already started talking about, but I want you to now have a look at the next slide, which is a bit of a staircase and hopefully this might help you out a little bit as more as well. So we're stepping up the financial staircase here. So I want to explain this to you. So ideally, I'm going to present the optimal, which is number one, which is the full mouth rehab. Okay. Mm. I'm just talking about a full mouth rehab because that's what I like doing. Okay. If the patient says no, or I can't afford it, what are the other options? Then I'm going to come right down the bottom of the staircase and I'm going to start giving them lots of different options here now. And I'm going to start with that, how when we were presenting treatment, we start with the least optimal no, option first. I'm doing that again now. You're in mind. Yeah. So we have, we give them four options and we start with the least preferable and they keep saying, no, what else have you got? Yeah. No, what else have you got? No, session. what else have you got? That was in session five, I think. You'll have to go through. We've got eight yeah. sessions there. I think it was actually session five. So we would come right back yeah. down to the phasing, which is, so we've got a phase of getting disease under control. So that would be soft tissue disease, so perio, and also hard tissue disease, so decay, and maybe caries control. So that's, that is an option, and we can suggest that. Then we're going to have a strengthening and protecting phase, and then we would then bring in an aesthetics phase. So that is absolutely an option, the optimal option, but it's an option. So you could definitely do that. And I, I know that you will all agree with me that you can do that. But then maybe the patient will say, you've got to give some pros and cons. And so you could say that would be a good way of getting it all completed, but it's going to take a long time. It's maybe not going to get you the best results in the end because we haven't been able to get the bite right and have it all symmetrical and Make sure the teeth are all touching each other properly so that you don't get food stuck in between. And also the other thing is we do have a risk of teeth breaking in the meantime while we're working in the phases. Mm. So Emmanuel, we absolutely can do this, but I just want you to know those, those things that are a little bit of a drawback as well. Okay. Now we have got some other options. Would you like to know about those? 
I couldn't say no to that question. Any patient can't say no to that question. It's a good question. Yes, I do. Yes, of course. So then we're stepping up the staircase and now I'm going to talk about composite buildups all at once and splints. Okay. Because we're going to talk about that. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to give him some pros and some cons for it. And then I'm going to say, but there there is still another way. So we can just step it up a little bit higher and maybe we could do two or three crowns a year in different places. We could start with the most important and then we could phase it like that for you. Okay. And then I'd say, but I'll give him the pros and the cons. And then I'm going to say the next step before the whole big shebang that we were talking about earlier is that we could do the quarters of your mouth. So we call that quadrant dentistry and we do one quarter at a time. I'm giving the pros and cons for that. Now we've gone through all the options. And often what happens is they go, I'll find a way to do a whole lot all at once. Yeah. I've already started to forget the first option you were talking about have already come back up with you. So you see how we've gone up the staircase and you're actually even using your body language going up the staircase with me. So I think that's a really good way of showing you that this is how we discuss the financials and how we can, just because I say I haven't got enough money, don't just, don't just deal with the decay. You still need to stand by what you believe is right for this patient. That's Mm. how I feel now. I know that I could be ostracizing myself a little bit there. Why is that? Because I know some dentists won't feel the same way as me. And that's something that every dentist feels differently about treatment plans. I'm very passionate in my belief for ceramic restorations. And I believe that they, or gold in the back as well. I I like composites, but I was convinced to put a crown, uh, sorry, a gold crown on my eight the other day and, uh, and. My first reaction, it was a friend of mine, very good with dentistry. My first reaction was, We seem to pull it out. <laughs> How much? Gold? Well, it's expensive. No, I want a ceramic inlay. He says, No, it's not going to be good enough in that area because we have to shave it and we can't get it thin enough. And was he confident in telling you about all of that? He was. And I did put injections. I was a high D profile, but so is he. He was very assertive about his decision. And I think, being friends, there was a play there in being friends, but I guess if it hadn't been a friend situation, it could have been slightly different, but he got his message across and convinced me that's good. good. So guys, I'd love to hear your comments about what I presented to you tonight. I think a little controversial. Mm. I like being controversial. That's all good. I want to know how you feel about it. I want to know, give me some questions. Give me some, give me some feedback on this. And I really want you to know that it's not as difficult as you think getting patients to say yes to the treatment that they really need if you genuinely believe they need it. And we would absolutely love to work through some of your cases with you. We want to do more online and help you guys. Like this is a a free forum. We're doing this because we want to help our community and we want to help in a way where you don't feel threatened to ask about solutions for issues, not dare I say it, and I'm not saying any particular no, groups, but right. there are right. some groups out there yeah. where people feel a little bit, a little bit embarrassed to share things to thoughts right. and cases. So what we really want you to do is send us some of your cases, send us your trickiest situations and let's, let's put our heads together. We've got a lot of experience in the dental profession. And together, I know that we can help you learn how to handle things differently, but also help the whole community of dentists learn how to do things better and and for better results for the patient. 
Yeah. I think what we need to explain here is we have a philosophy. We have a direction where we wanted to go with dental evolution. We even had an understanding of what the name meant. It meant evolving, help, helping the dental profession, dentists in general, to evolve in their level of confidence, in their level of clinical ability, in their level of communication. This was really our vision for this forum. And we thought that we would probably do a really good job coming from different angles of the industry, but also having a lot of industry experience. So we brought our knowledge together, non-dental person, but also in the clinical training industry of dental ed and having 18 years of experience of it. And as a dentist and also a owner of a business in teaching communication, marrying that together with our knowledge mindsets is really has helped us to help a lot of dentists in this industry through our own consultation service that we've been providing in lately. I think we've got a lot to share and a lot to provide the dental industry. And so Dental Evolution was a forum to, to really bring this all together, to share this in the best possible way to reach the mass of people that we feel that could help. In a non-threatening environment, a very neutral environment, one, an environment where people didn't feel isolated out and made to feel stupid, which yeah. happens in a lot of forums. So we wanted to provide a solution essentially to communication. We wanted to evolve dentists in the communication area, basically. That's where I think most dentists struggle with is communication. We wanted to provide, as I said, an, an engaging environment, a safe, engaging environment to learn and interact in and evolve as a group. And we wanted to help you become more con confident in your profession and not just clinically as communicators as well, because you are in the communication industry, believe it or not, you are in the service industry. Most of your work is not dentistry. It's actually communicate. Definitely. It's if you can communicate well, you're 90% of the way there. You're 90% of the way. And in fact, I've taught clinical training for many years and Please understand that a lot of dentists do clinical training to feel confident and it, they have this perception that they are going to be better dentists and more successful when they go back to the practice, but it's not necessarily the case. It's usually how well you can communicate your expertise that makes you successful, not your clinical mindset, your clinical ability. ability. Yeah, absolutely. I guess you, where to from here with dental evolution? Well, Emmanuel's talked me into doing more sessions, guys. No, I really want to do more sessions and help. Next week, we've got a special session. Yes. Next week, I'm going to bring Max and Belagrad into our session to do a clinical case presentation. So he'll grab a couple of cases that he knows or has, it's been presented to him and he will do a case presentation on how to treat and plan that. Now I know we're getting back a little bit into treatment plan and a lot of people don't want to hear too much about treatment planning, but I think it's great in delivering the information and a bit of clinical training in our sessions doesn't go with Maxim's awesome. And Maxim's great. Yes. Luckily through Dental Ed, I've managed to meet and connect with the world's best clinical educators. And I'm going to bring that mix into our environment. Which I think, thank you, Emmanuel. Honestly, really, where do you get this high quality clinical training free from you just don't no you well, don't. it's incredible and so i'd like to thank them also for giving their time to me to absolutely. do it for us so 
please join us. This is where you'll find it. We're not talking about incestuous education. We're talking about the world's greatest and they're here. They are the teachers of the teachers. Yeah, definitely. So, um, definitely. So that's Maxim next week, which next is week. great. Does that mean I get a week off? Yes, you do. Yeah. On the 6th, I've actually, this, I made a mistake here. It's the 6th and then the week after. So the 6th of August, we're going to do a different thing here. We're going to... We're going to really bring our experience together into this. We're going to get you to bring us your problems as dentists and your experience and your issues that you've had in practice that you've struggled with over the years. And it could be anything, confidence. It could be the way you're communicating, how you're managing stuff. All these issues, I want you to bring them to us. I want you to, yeah. I want you to in, send them to info at momentummanagement.com.au, which is the address. That's if you want to be, if you want to be anonymous. Anonymous. I think of the word. Yeah. Oh my God, it's getting late at night. If you want to be anonymous, if you don't, just post it up on the, on our page. Like, Absolutely. Go for it. It's not a problem. You, you can put a post up and then we'll accept the post and it will be, it will go up for, for everybody to have a look at. But we want to help you. And the only way we're going to be able to help you is if you give us some cases and you interact with us. So I actually want to go back and have a look. We've got some people asking questions. We'll so address them in a if minute. that's okay. Hi, 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 hi. Okay. I'm okay. getting the results here. And what we're going to do that, we're going to do that for two sessions. So we're going to look at all your issues and we'll try and get through as many as possible. And we're going to actually discuss uh, we're going to discuss them through our own experience on how we would have handled those situations and some solutions that we can provide you. So that's what we want to do for two sessions. Then the third session, we're going to start something new. Mm-hmm. We're going to go into the next process of evolution in the dentist mindset. And we're going to tackle the clinical mindset of a dentist. Basically, we're going to make you understand and bring that confidence in. That's a lot of it to do with that, is to make you understand what your, what what profession you're in, what does it mean, what you stand for, how do you communicate that, and how you should see your profession in the way that it is rather than what you think it is. So it's a clinical mindset. The clinician mindset is really the whole series that we're going to start introducing in terms of a workshop. And really, we will tackle, I will tackle your mindset very deeply mm-hmm. and change the way you think about yourself and dentistry and really get you to that next level of confidence. Again, the next step of evolution. And I have to say, I've got a huge smile on my face here because I've seen Emmanuel do this, guys. And so this is, Emmanuel is going to be at his very best here. Hopefully. He is, he's amazing when he starts talking about mindset and about perspectives and perception. And he just, honestly, he will blow you away. So I really want you to get excited about that and it will change the way that you're feeling about our profession, about the way dentistry is perceived by patients as well and how we perceive ourselves as dentists. So we're going to get deep and it's really exciting stuff that nobody else is talking about. I really am looking forward to that. Okay. Now we've got some, thank you very much. <laughs> and actually to kind of thinking about it, it's a big challenge, but hey, I will give it a go. I think there's a lot that can benefit from what I've got to say. So, Tony, there's some questions that you Beautiful. might have there. some questions and comments, and I'd just like to read out some. First of all, thank you so much, everyone, for putting your comments down. I really appreciate it. We really appreciate it because it means that you're interacting with us and you're getting something out of it. How's this one? Best one hour of my day today. Very informative and helpful. 
Thank you so much. We love to know that we're making a difference. So that's awesome. Looking forward to the next session with Maxim. I'm looking forward to Maxim as well. I always look forward to Maxim. He's awesome. Okay. Here's a question. So once we take all efforts to draw on good treatment plan, patient discusses with their health insurance and gets persuaded to their providers to do the same treatment plan. My patients write very lovely apologetic emails though. Yeah. We actually need to inoculate about this before we present the treatment plans and don't let them go calling their health insurance company. So this is where we're not providing the item numbers. We're providing, we're going over the top with our service to let them know what their rebate is going to be in the practice. Thank you for sharing that. That's one. Maybe we will talk more about that in another session. Yeah, I think we can talk about that in the next session, like in session Oh, 6th of August. I've got, we've got some really good answers to that. Just keep in mind that I'll give you a clue. If a patient can't tell the difference between you and other dentists, then price is going to become a very important issue to them. So they will be persuaded by health issues simply because of that rebate and that price difference. But if they've got a strong perception, remember it's perception of the value of what they're getting from you then price will not become an important issue. Yeah, totally Not agree. for a few dollars. Yeah. Okay. So keep that in mind. Yeah. Just a couple more comments. As Rachel has said that she loves knowing that she's online chatting with an amazing bunch of people on a Tuesday night. You know what, Rachel? That's exactly what we want to provide. That's exactly what we want to do. We just all want to chat. We want to communicate. We want to create community and help you grow and evolve. Isn't that right? I totally agree. I love came into dentistry in a different way, but I love dentistry. I think that dentists are special people. I think that they, they help a lot of people psychologically, believe it or not. You are in a profession where you change lives and especially in the aesthetic realm. And I feel that they do put so much pressure on themselves to be perfect, to be everything in terms of what they perceive patients feel they should be. But in reality, what they should be doing is believing in themselves that they are giving, they are changing lives, their lifestyle changes. That's what the profession that they're in, they really need to understand. It's very important what you do. You are helping people psychologically and as well as, as well as physically, but to doing a lot. Be proud of what you do. Definitely. Don't feel compromised. Don't feel that you don't have the confidence or you're up against the challenges. Feel confident because you are changing lives. It's just, you're perhaps not communicating it very well to the patients and they don't understand. But once you learn how to get over that, you will be different. You will. And I know I'm hearing people out there saying things like, oh, but I'm not in an area that where people are going to accept larger treatment plans and that, oh, I'm in a really poor socioeconomic area. Guys, our experience is that the best practices and the, the clinics that actually have higher case acceptance for larger treatment plans are often in those lower socioeconomic areas. So please don't have that in your head that, oh, I'm not going to present that treatment to that patient because none of the patients here have money. And I think I think it's a block. It's a mindset block because you get bombarded with so much of it and because you've been, you probably haven't handled it correctly in the first place. And so you're getting bombarded with it. And so now you're starting to believe what mm -hmm. you're here. Yeah, totally agree. And that's a big mistake. And you're not, you're not using your own confidence anymore to believe in what you believe. 
Yeah. And, change, and then it changes your perspective of what's the right treatment for the patient. Okay. And that's where it really gets me. But look, we can go, we could talk we could all go. night about this stuff. Just a couple of other questions. So someone has asked, what about recommending dental credit companies? Absolutely. If you are not offering financial companies, so payment plans through financial companies nowadays, you're missing out on half of your case acceptance. And please do not be a bank to the patients. Don't set up your own in-house payment plans. That's asking for trouble. You do need to look into all of the different credit options that are out there. Guys, people pay for everything on credit now. There's things like Afterpay. I see that somebody has suggested, what about Afterpay? Absolutely. Go for it. Get out there and go and have a look at which payment plans you think work well for you. Yes, there are some fees associated. Are you going to pass those fees on to the patient? Are you going to absorb those fees? They're all questions that you need to answer for yourself. But you must nowadays have payment arrangements with an outside company available for your patients. That is an absolute must. Okay. So I think I've answered most of the questions. I don't want to keep you much longer. It's already five past nine. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for supporting us. And we really enjoyed these last eight weeks. And we want to provide more if you want us to provide more. Okay. So please make sure you give us a comment so that we know that you've been here for the whole session so that you can get your CPD. And you need to register for that on the Dental Edge website or yeah. you've got your account account yeah. yeah and make sure that you come up with some clinical cases some problems whatever even great things rejoice with us as well give us some of your the great things that have happened as well Absolutely. and let's talk about them too and where they may have gone wrong and and how you've done really well to work with it so please send that stuff to info at momentummanagement.com.au so that we can get some really interesting presentations together for you. Please share us your experience and your feedback. We really love to hear from you. Our motivation is that we, we're high eyes in these. We love to be liked and we like to know that we're helping. And that's why we do it. We do it because we're passionate about it. So we want to keep helping. So the only can way- I tell them our goal? Can I tell them yeah, our goal? Okay. So, so. We want to hit 10,000 people in our group. Mm. Okay. We want to do that in three months. We need your help to do that. So if you've enjoyed our sessions, the best compliment for us mm. would be to ask your friends to join as Absolutely. well. Okay. We want, we want to impact as many lives as we possibly can. We want to help and dentistry. We do. And we want to help patients. So we want to hit 10,000. Please be part of that. Invite all your friends and let's hit 10,000 in the next three months. That'd be fantastic. And yeah. in the process, if we're able to hear from you as well with any of your issues, we really want to hear them because we want to help as much as we can. Totally. We believe we've got the experience to do it as well. Excellent. Hey, give me a high five. Good job, buddy. Everyone. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Have everyone. a great night. Because Bye. We'll speak to you soon. Bye. And that's it for another session of Dental Evolution. Dr. Tony and Emmanuel invite you to follow them on Instagram and Facebook via Dental Evolution World or visit them at MomentumManagement.com.au or DentalED.com. Thank you for spending your valuable time with us and we look forward to having you listening again in our next session.